0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Mentorship Gold with Shaiju Matthew. Today I want to bring you an exciting topic which I believe is going to help you to receive better from your pastor. There are times when I have seen many believers that are frustrated in their walk with God, especially because they've not been able to receive as much as they hope to receive from their church. So today I want to give you a few reasons that will help you understand why you are not receiving as effectively as you're supposed to receive from your pastor. Take a second to think about when was the last time you had a guest minister, a traveling evangelist that visited your church. Do you remember how exciting it was? The publicity that he carried, the advertisements that were involved, the expectations that soared high, and there was this whole commotion about how this anointed man of God is about to bless your life, and you came into the service with great expectation. And as you expected, You benefited and was greatly blessed and thanks be to your pastor for bringing this special man of God to your church. But have you noticed that when it came to your soul, God did not appoint this evangelist, this traveling prophet. In fact, God appointed your pastor in charge of your soul. And yet many times we receive much less than we are supposed to from our own pastors. It is normal for you to appreciate the restaurant food more than the food that your mama cooks daily at your house. But it does not mean that the restaurant food is more healthier than the food that mama that knows your lack, that knows your need has been precisely cooking for you. So the first tip that I can give you in order for you to receive better from your man of God is that every single service, get excited to receive from the man that God has appointed for your life. Your spiritual maturity will require you to move away from just being an emotional receiver to being an intentional receiver. Secondly, prepare yourself before every single service. No matter which man of God is about to minister, if you walk into his service with a casual attitude, you will receive a casual blessing. As you journey towards your church, if you can take your time to still your heart and say, Lord, I know this is a man that is appointed by God, so I still my heart, I still my mind, so that I may not miss what you're preparing for me. That preparation of your heart, if you are in your car, Take time to sing to the Lord. Pray in the spirit and prepare your heart to be charged in the spirit so that when you get to that place of encounter, you are already receiving much better than you would have otherwise received. Thirdly, during the service, make sure to protect your heart. When the enemy knows that this service or this sermon or this statement That your man of God is going to speak to you, is about to change your life, is going to change your heart. The enemy is going to do everything to distract you from your clothes, your style, to people around you, to something that is happening in the auditorium. Everything is going to scream and cry for your attention so the enemy knows that you are one revelation away from your life being completely transformed. So familiarity of your pastor is bound to take away your expectation and your hunger and your passion to receive from what God has put inside your man of God. As you enter the service, be determined that you will focus with an undivided heart. Put away your cell phone and give God your full attention. The attention you give to the word of God is the attention God will give to you. Next, avoid the Pharisee's mindset. Anytime you walk into your wife's kitchen and you are constantly critiquing her food, and every time you, you take a bite, you're, you're looking to see what is wrong in that bite. You're trying to see, is, was the salt enough? Was the sugar too much? Or the flavors too bad? And this is going to demoralize your wife's enthusiasm to cook a fresh meal for you because she's already anticipating that you are going to try to find a mistake in her food. So instead of receiving from the man of God, you're constantly trying to have a critical mindset. Some people justify that by saying, I'm a Berean Christian. By quoting Acts chapter 17, there was a group of people that were Bereans, who studied the scriptures to make sure that apostle paul was telling the truth i want you to notice something among these Bereans that they were meeting paul and silas for the first time and they wanted to make sure that these were really sent by god but even long after knowing that these people are sent by god if you're going to continually stay in the spirit of criticism please notice acts 17 11 says that they received the word with all eagerness yes they looked to see if these guys were genuine but at the same time they were such excitement to receive the word of god it is true that you need to judge every spirit but if all what you're doing is judging spirits every sunday morning then boy, you are certainly in the wrong church because now you begin to function like Satan, the accuser of the brethren, and you are doing his perfect will. The next thing that will stop you from receiving is the level at which you're grateful for what help that God has already sent to you. I've covered this in my previous episodes. The level of gratitude in the existing help will determine how much more help you will continue to receive. So go out of the way to show gratitude even for the smallest helps, smallest response, text, email that you receive from your pastor. And gratitude has a way of multiplying your help. If pride is the cornerstone of offense. Lack of gratitude is a blind spot to getting offended. When you forget how much you have received from your pastor all those years, then you are bound to take offense with insignificant things. So refuse to allow offense to steal your future blessings. It does not matter if you got a position that you liked. It does not matter if you are in the choir or the boat. Refuse to allow these small desires for titles and positions and such things to steal you away from the grace and glory that the Lord wants to release over your life. A believer that has learned the art of guarding their heart from the spirit of offense is a believer that the hand of the Lord will promote for His glory. I cannot complete talking about gratitude without talking about honor without substance. There is a reason why God said, don't come to my presence empty-handed. It is a principle that God has established in his kingdom. And this matter is true for any mentors that God sends to help you in your life. Don't accept a counsel for free and what you get free is what you get familiar with, and what you get familiar with is what will leave your life or pay more for that later. Galatians chapter 6 verse 6 and 7 says, Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. I pray that as much as it is the duty of the shepherd to protect the sheep, but it is also the blessing of the sheep that it gives its wool to keep the shepherd warm. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11 says the same. If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? If others share this rightful claim on you, do we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. In other words, he's saying that the reason why we don't even come and ask you for help is not because we don't have the right, but we don't want to be an obstacle to your faith. So sometimes, although it is a right to ask you things, we endure certain things because we don't want to be the one initiating that conversation. It is the believer that is supposed to start that conversation and say, you take care of our spiritual things as we take care of your material things. Another reason why you probably don't receive from your pastor as much is because you may have already drained him. When your pastor is already pouring out selflessly, make sure that you do not further drain him out. According to the protocol of your church, if you get to meet with your leaders or the pastors, make sure to get to the point and don't take them to never-ending stories of what happened in 1945. Especially, be sensitive to your leaders when they are exhausted. Ask yourself, what value have I added to my pastors and not just drain their energy out of them? Because you are not an energy vampire. What many believers forget is how you treat your pastor's family will directly affect your pastor. Be patient with his kids. Don't put them on the spot by saying, you're pastor's kid, you're supposed to behave better. It's true that they are pastor's kid, but they are kids like any other kids here's some latest stats on pastors 80 percent believe pastoral ministry has negatively affected their families many pastors children do not attend church now because of what the church has done to their parents 65 percent of pastors feel their family lives in a glass house and fear they are not good enough to meet their expectations 23 percent of pastors report being distant to their family 78% of pastors report having their vacation and personal time interrupted with ministry duties. 65% of pastors feel they have not taken enough vacation time over the last five years. 28% of pastors report having feelings of guilt for taking personal time off. 35% of pastors report the demands of the church denies them from spending time with their family. Another shocking stat is that it is only one out of ten pastors that will actually retire as a pastor. One out of ten. That means nine others would quit their pastoral ministry and find another job. majority of pastors that have resigned in churches have had a depressed wife behind the scenes. I pray that you and your spouse are never the reason of burden. For your pastors be intentional to honor them both don't honor your pastor on the father's day and forget his wife on the mother's day remember your pastor's wife is the closest person to the pastor that means it she is the one most exposed to the anointing of god on his life And wisdom will require you to learn the art of tapping that grace as well. Next reason you may not be receiving from your pastor as much as you should is because you're surrounded by offended people. It's right that you are not offended, but as long as you are surrounded by people that are critical towards him, it is only a matter of time that their offense becomes yours. Notice that Judas himself was not offended with Jesus, but he was always surrounded with people that were critical of him. It was only a matter of time that Judas himself betrayed his master. Can you imagine Judas justifying himself that he was only meeting with a chief priest that knew theology more than anybody else, but he did not know that this would take away his very own life? Beware of someone that is always trying to be the bridge between you and the pastor. They always seem to offer the better two cents than what your pastor had to say. Notice it was the same strategy the serpent used to enter into Eve's heart by offering that two cents of extra clarity than what was already given as instruction. Be careful of the Absalom spirits, that will act like the peacemaker between you and the King David. They will talk about the lack of communication and they will want to become the communication and subconsciously hijack your heart from the source of your blessing. I pray that God would protect you from such spirit of pride that elevate themselves above the leaders that God has appointed. It is a dangerous spirit. Identify those groups that meet to sit and gossip and run away and stay in the light that God has called you to be in but if you're listening to this video and saying but my pastor has really nothing to offer and, and maybe you're saying but my pastor is like a demon-possessed King Saul now wait now wait a minute Before you call someone lost, remember the gifts of God are irrevocable. Is your pastor really lost or is he going through a valley experience that by the grace of the Lord that he is going to be bouncing back into mighty grace? Long after this king Saul was demon-possessed, David refused to lift his hand against the king and refused to be the one that would finish his life because he feared God. Now if God can use David to thrive under such circumstance, I believe irrespective of what you are facing, God can still cause you to grow. But if you are finding yourself in a place where you believe that this environment is going to cause me to spiritually die at all costs, I encourage you to find another man of God that will feed your spirit and cause you to grow but even when you want to relocate yourself to another church under another pastor make sure that you go out of the way to live with honor in Galatians chapter 6 I read that verse to you it says let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches and the next verse is very unique it says do not be deceived God is not mocked for whatever one sows that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal. And it goes on to say how do not be weary of doing good. So I pray that God will give you the grace to protect your heart from the spirit of rebellion. And it goes on to encourage do not be weary of doing good because there are going to be times when doing good is no more easy and he says if you are not going to be wary of doing good in due season we will reap if we do not give up so then as we have opportunity let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith especially those who are in the lord go out of the way to do good this is an extensive topic But I would like to conclude with this, another major reason why you're not able to receive from your pastor is because as the verse mentioned, you may not have taken time to sow into the spirit, to reap in the spirit. Things of the spirit has to be handled spiritually. So I want to ask you the question, do you take time daily to pray for your pastor? who God has placed to feed and lead your spirit man. If it is only one out of 10 pastors that survive the pastoral ministry, you can imagine the level of attacks that the enemy sends against your pastor. So take time to pray and say, God, help me understand my man of God and help me receive from my man of God. Every time you take time to pray for your pastor, you're also claiming the unction and the anointing and the grace that is on his life to flow to you. I hope this video has helped you, but if I can give you any perspective in any area that you're struggling with, your pastor or your leaders, go ahead and send us your scenario, your story, your situation on this email that is on the screen, and I'll do my best to cover it up in the upcoming Q&A episode. If this has been a blessing, make sure to send it to your fellow believers And take time to subscribe. I love to hear your comments. God bless. Until next time.